Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I'm the founder of MyVirtualChangeMajor.com. I'd like to acknowledge before I begin that I'm recording on Aboriginal land and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I'm recording and to elders both past, present and emerging. So today, change leadership, why it is an expected capability in 2023 and it has been an ex- expected capability in many organizations for the last 10 years. But now it's more prevalent than ever that those who are good at change leadership, who can support their team through change, have a competitive advantage in the leadership landscape. And why? Because the ecosystems and the environment in which we are working in is accelerated change regardless of what industry you're in and therefore the requirement is on leaders to be more agile and those who can create high performing teams display the characteristics of a highly capable change leader which is being able to create a vision being able to communicate that vision clearly being able to align work that your team is doing in accordance with that vision or the strategy or the shift in purpose and also be able to course correct if needed fast. These are key attributes of a good change leader. Someone who can build trust with the people that they lead, who have a degree of self-awareness around how they perform, and who can also ignite that potential within the people they lead. This is what makes you an outstanding leader, is if you have strengths in the areas of communication, in Uh, in the strategy side of things of being able to toggle between strategy and translate that into operational context and being able to engage your people on that conversation, being able to collaborate, be visionary in that, and that you are also displaying the core values that uh, exude an authenticity. The days of the snakeskin salesman are over. And this is very much about uh, leadership landscape changes because many people, uh, many of the emerging generations coming through have a different expectation and a different requirement of their leader. So if you're unable to be able to flex between generations that you might have on your workforce and your team, you are going to struggle as a leader to keep your people engaged 
And it has always puzzled me, but it is a truism that sometimes engagement scores can not really uh, uncover the fact that the leader is creating a fear-based environment. It is having turnover because of that. Um, So it is important to explore not just engagement scores because they're quite flat at the moment, one-dimensional at the moment, not thorough in the 360 ecosystem or be able to create like the fourth dimension when it comes to um, engagement and how you how you actually gauge good leadership. So let's talk a little bit about the intergenerational expectations and how they are different. And it really has a lot to do with um, exploring the value system of the different generations, what generations value highly. I'm seeing and hearing a lot around leaders who are really struggling to retain millennials um, who and then you know the the generations after and certainly when I think about my own child who is only three three and a half as he grows up he's going to have a totally different world in which he's growing up in we've seen the impact of social media of the internet the globalism that's happened I remember back in university when they talked about I did you know international marketing and they talked about this concept of globalism well the internet has just really collapsed the world around your exposure to different cultures online however the interpersonal aspect is really key the cultural understanding that you get when traveling to different countries is quite key and many of the generations now get exposure to that a lot earlier than I ever did Um, it's amazing my nieces and nephews they do just amazing travel and I think wow they've been to more countries than I have and I'm twice as old as them right but it's it's really really interesting about the exposure and what that does around the the brain the activation the appreciation for different cultures the ability to communicate across culture when you've lived in different countries which is really quite fascinating and certainly something that I've done and been exposed to which has really put me in good stead when I've gone to different industries and different organizations is really appreciate that cultural context and change leadership is about that too that listening that being able to translate being able to adjust and be a bit of a chameleon within different cultures and understand the context and how to shift a dysfunctional into a functional team or dysfunctional into functional cultural behaviors within the team is really a skill that change leaders and those who have uh, that level of self-awareness really do enjoy and do enjoy creating teams who go from lack of clarity and possibly disempowered into activating the and inspiring the individual's for a common vision and listening and partnering with them in the creation of that vision for the team. And the the partnering and the co-creation element, which I've mentioned in other episodes, is really key so that succession is created, succession planning, career pathways are supported, which is another key element for leaders and good change leaders. Good change leaders understand that, of course, everything is in a state of flux and that change is constant. So by teaching the and supporting their team members 
and showing them how to respond to those constant pivots that happen in organizations allows the team members to develop that skill to be able to respond, to find that new pathway, to find that clarity that they need to keep moving forward. So it is quite significant around that skill set and that ability to, dare I say, pivot, as Ross from Friends would say, um, but definitely around the, the adaptation to the shifting sands, which can happen in organizations, whether it be driven by performance, d- driven by different expectations, driven by technology change, but it's how you can adapt and align. And there's not just that skill set, obviously, as I mentioned before, the ability to inspire a team. And I had written a, an article probably a good five or six years ago now regarding leadership versus management. And what we have seen is that many leaders in organizations have been promoted based on their skill set, their subject matter expertise versus their ability to lead a team. And that has resulted in organizations who have very siloed departments because of that subject matter expertise versus having leaders who have the ability to cut across departments and skill sets and functions who can work together and collaborate. So what we're seeing is organizations really struggling with engagement scores as a result of that. Visionary leadership as a result of that. And then seeing that actually it's not just one leader deep, but it's multiple tiers of leadership deep within organizations that now needs to course correct because they're needing adaptable leaders. They're needing people who can think outside the square, but they can't do that because of the leadership levels, which are all subject matter experts versus people leaders in their own right, being able to toggle across functions and support each other as a group with a common overall vision versus I'm just thinking about my patch and how my patch can get better within a construct of I've got to to look outside my uh, department, the way we work, so that I can figure this out. They're not typically not very good teamers when it comes to silo and subject matter experts. And so that is obviously contradictory to a change leader who is about connection not about groupthink. It's important to to stipulate that. It's actually about connection with peer groups, but valuing diversity in thought, valuing others' opinions, asking for help when required. How can I do this differently? I'm struggling. You seem to be doing this well. How can I do that well in my area currently? And being able to really understand and connect with their team. And that can be problematic in organizations who are looking to evolve unless there's change in those leadership levels. So it's something where you don't get to, I guess, change overnight. You do need to look at the historical tiering and selections that might be happening in your organization to see how you can actually get momentum and a tipping point around change leadership as a capability in your organization. When you achieve that, you are going to see far better outcomes, far better connection across your organization, a more engaged workforce when you have leadership teams who collaborate. The other danger that you need to think about when looking at transformation, because I have seen this happen in organizations when looking at the leadership cohort, kind of diagnosing 
how the uh, skill sets exist within the organization, where are their strengths, where are their weaknesses, is that it can almost with new leadership coming in, can almost be that the new leadership just is really looking for people similar to themselves because they've got the solution. And again, uh, without actually ensuring that you've got that diversity of thought, that you've got the right mix, the intelligence of a senior leader to be able to create a direct leadership team who show and display those change leadership capabilities every day so it's in their DNA is really critical. And it's important because if you don't and you don't have a group who are cohesive and who might do things differently but who share the same vision and who share the same values, which is really, really key, then you're just going to hit conflict after conflict after conflict. And it will be difficult to be able to identify really what's the root cause here. And sometimes it's important to jump levels. So if you are in a position where you are setting up a leadership team of your own within your area, division, department, it is important to ensure that you jump a level when getting feedback, get feedback from peers, obviously direct reports, for those who are kind of out in the general population who might be receiving the services or the products that these people are producing, just so that you can assess performance, not just on one dimension, not just within your own peer group, but that you can really get a a feel for the style and ensure that what you're looking to achieve isn't getting undermined down the ranks, because that can certainly happen as well. I've seen it happen when I've been down the ranks, but I've also seen it happen when leaders are looking to embed change with their direct reports and they're getting undermined, which doesn't help, right? So it doesn't help with the organization forward. So with the information age, with the internet of things, uh, with social media, like the different expectations have required that leaders do have a core capability regarding change leadership. I hope that this has created some reflections for you around how you may perceive the leadership in your organization, how it might be that you're forming up your team. And I really would like to continue the conversation on this landscape because leaders need to step it up. They need to change the way they're doing things. And if you're a leader and you're not reflecting every day on how can I do this differently, asking for feedback from your direct reports, asking for feedback from your peers as part of your own growth journey, then you're missing a trick. And the the level of vulnerability that you need to display when looking at that takes courage. So the courageous leader is the vulnerable leader, without doubt. It is the person who is willing to ask for feedback, actually who is not willing, who is seeking feedback to be better, to be a better leader, be a better person, and taking it on board and thinking, okay, I'm not going to write this off. I'm not going to dismiss all of it. There's something here, if it's repeated time after time after time to me, there's something I need to reflect on and open up to so that I can get uh, better outcomes, but so that I can be a better person. So they're the questions that we want to ask in leadership now. That's authentic leadership. That's what people are after. And that's what people would expect. And that's what I expected all the way through my career, to which oftentimes I was disappointed, but I don't think the expectation should drop. I don't think the expectation should be parked. I don't think it should be, oh, you're an optimist versus a realist. I am absolutely a realist, but being a leader is a privilege and you should be making sure 
that you respect the position and the authority and not abuse it. And what we've seen over the last couple of years is the big call out of people who have abused that power. So make sure that as a leader that you're always leading with integrity, that you're a servant leader, that you're considering your people in all of this and you will see that your people will support you, be loyal to you, deliver for you, but you also need to take care of them in this. And that's what change leadership and good change leadership is. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Come visit us at myvirtualchangemanager.com. I'm obviously passionate about leadership and change leadership and what you can do as a leader to support your people and activate that potential that people have. So come and visit myvirtualchangemanager.com for tips and tricks and all things change. And remember that change matters because your people matter.